The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And you're welcome back. It's Thursday. That means it's Tech Thursday with Andy O'Donoghue. Andy, good evening to you. Lots going around this week about Meta, the owner of Facebook and Instagram, starting to charge people subscriptions, which I thought they always said Facebook will be free. But now it appears that there could be an advertising ban across Europe on Facebook. What's this about? It's a, it's a complicated one, Ian, because this comes hot on he on the heels that um, Facebook or Meta announced that they would be offering people in the EU the opportunity to use Facebook and Instagram um, without ads, without seeing ads. And this was going to cost €10 if you um, subscribe on the web or 13 if you subscribe on your phone. I noticed they build in the Apple and Google fees and the consumer pays once again. However, this was literally just announced and then all of a sudden we get this um, Europe-wide ban being announced by the EU which uh, is going to essentially uh, outlaw the behavioural advertising that Facebook ads use. So Now what's the difference between behavioural ads and pers- personalised ads? Well, there's So behavioural advertising is very complex and it is the basis for companies like Google and Meta to do business. They monitor all of the things that you do online or many of the things you do online and that data is very useful. It tells them where you've been, how much you spend and they use algorithms to figure out how old you are, what socioeconomic class you're in, the things you might like. And you see ads based on that, which are um, ads which are based on your behavior, which is the best way of predicting what you'll do in the future. Old fashioned, I suppose we could call personalized ads. That's the kind of stuff that's based on things like age and age isn't a behavior. It's something that you have. So there is a there is a couple of elements to this. I, I do think that the that Facebook will be not only surprised, but somewhat annoyed that this that this announcement has happened um, in the week that they announced their subscriptions. So, uh, Ian, it's actually not, there's no simple answer to this. I think this has a lot to play out because I think the EU have one opinion on how Facebook are going to help users not see behavior behavioral ads and Facebook have a different idea. So I think there's quite a lot left in this story. I could see a lot of people saying, I don't want to pay another subscription and I don't particularly care about whether the ads are based on yeah. what I do or what, what I browse online. Well, I, I, Ian, I think you're absolutely right. And, and Facebook, from the very beginning, and they said it in their blog post about subscriptions the other day, they believe in a free ad-supported internet. We like that idea because most of the tools we use, we don't pay for. We don't pay for Google Maps. We don't pay for Facebook. We don't pay for WhatsApp. And we like that. And we click on the terms when we sign up and we pretty much know that we're signing um, up to exchange some of our data for a free service. And the thing about this is that when you think about it, Facebook have priced this roughly the same price as a Netflix subscription. So the more cynical observers might say, well, Facebook have made it dear enough that people won't sign up and they will um, just continue to accept the terms that allow their data to be harvested and targeted with ads. I would imagine there's a lot of advertisers out there who really need this behavioural style of advertising and without it, they wouldn't advertise with Facebook. So is there a real danger for, for us here in Europe that we could, we could be not getting access to, 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 to these apps? 
I, I absolutely think there is. And um, I saw comments from Max Schrem, the privacy advocate, who said that, as you mentioned, personalized ads, he made the point that, well, your age um, is a fundamental right. You know, this fundamental right to privacy, you shouldn't be able to contract out of it. I disagree. And I think uh, you've put your finger on it. The big one of the big losers in this is small business, because Facebook's ad system is so absolutely brilliant at targeting very suspicious very specific niche audiences. If I make square tea cozies and I want to sell them online, I can pretty much find an audience on Facebook using their ad tool. And I think small business is a loser here. I want to move on to something else. And this is something I didn't think I'd find myself saying at all at some point. We may need more data centers. Ah, yeah, I know. It's it's hard to believe. I think at the moment in Ireland, we have 82 data centres. And then there's about another 40 or 50 that either have planning approval and or are under construction. Ian, this is because of our voracious appetite for all things data. And by that, I mean the average person has about 2,000 photos on their phone. So that's gigabytes and gigabytes. When you think that a billion or more people alone have an iPhone, you can see where all of this data starts. The data required to run artificial intelligence services is huge. And however, the impact of data sensors is quite significant because um, there is a forecast, I think, that um, the data center energy use will double by 2031. And in Ireland, that will account for 28% of all electricity demand. And we've also seen a problem in regards to the energy over the summer. Apparently, um, I, I saw a statistic that maybe 40% of data centers experienced what was what was referred to as a, a weather event. So with temperatures heating up, data centers have to respond and um, employ more energy to cool down. So we need more data centers because we're generating and using more data. Um, we want to help the environment. And these two things they sort of converge and provide us with a real problem into the future. One for John Gibbons. Maybe just finally, it's a year nearly, it's just over a year since Elon Musk acquired Twitter or X as we must now call it. How much is it worth? Well, it's worth a lot less than he paid for it, Ian. I mean, at this point, the uh, the prediction or rather the stated value, and we know this because of internal documents at Twitter where employees have been offered shares, it was bought for $44 billion. It now has a valuation of $19 billion. Uh, so <clears throat> that's a significant fall for Elon Musk. However, um, it's interesting because the, the, the benefits being issued to employees are using this value. Um, I, honestly, I think I'm one of the few people who thinks that Elon Musk isn't that troubled by the valuation. He has said that his plan for X as it's called now, is to create the Everything app even better than WeChat. He's been talking a lot about it recently. He's been everywhere. And I'm, I, I think it would be difficult to underestimate his commitment in the long term to bring X back and be something exceptional. Yeah, how to build a small fortune, start with a large one. And Elon Musk has certainly taken that to his heart. $19 billion now worth down $25 billion on that takeover just over a year ago. Absolutely incredible destruction and value over that period of time. But as you said, Andy, the rebuild begins. Andy O'Donoghue, thank you very much for joining us for Tech Thursday. You'll be back next week. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-